The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too everybody and welcome to my brother my brother me an advice show for the modern era i am groot i'm i'm the rocket raccoon i'm david tisa everybody's favorite wrestler america's wrestler in a movie for some goddamn reason now <laughs> welcome to guardians of the galaxy watch 2014 we've got guardians fever here we're camped out outside the theater for Burr, it's cold. Burr, how we've been waiting for so long. They for this keep show. telling us to come in and that the movie started playing, but we're not ready yet. We're not ready. I think the to anticipation is building. I need to find out. I need to maybe read a comic book, find out why there's a goddamn talking raccoon in this film. I need to ask somebody who's already seen it if it has a supernatural ending, because I find that unsettling. I need to, need to know if any dogs die in the movie. From what I understand, there wasn't originally going to be a raccoon in the movie, but Bradley Cooper really wanted to be in, and it was the only place they could think to put him. Uh, sure, I'll be in your comic book motion picture, just one rule, though. I've always wanted to be a raccoon. One thing I did and enjoy... And I want to I stand on wooden Vin Diesel's shoulders, please. <laughs> One thing I super did enjoy about Guardians of the Galaxy is that it is lighthearted intergalactic action, but it does start with a cancer deathbed scene. Yep, yeah, So sweet. you do need to go ahead and pay that toll to get on the fun train. That should be like, <laughs> that should be the start of the run P like article. Like you can skip the first three bummer minutes. <laughs> you must be this sad to ride this roller coaster of a Marvel motion picture. It's funny man, Chris Pratt out of the can with his dead mom. <laughs> I just think, I wonder if I'm feeling like maybe our, as a nation, we think Guardians of the Galaxy is fun because it swoops you down. It's sort of a George of the Jungle action swooping down into the jungle floor, then proudly swooping out of it. Mm. The upturn is what makes it seem so fun because Maybe. they coded the first three minutes in bummer sauce. I think if you actually go back and you watch up and you watch the, the past the first 15 minutes, right? You skip those first 15 minutes. You're like, what a fucking boring movie. It's just a little boy, and it's just an old man, and they're walking very slowly through the jungle. Who gives a shit? Give me my space robots. Give me my underwater oceanic adventures. Give me my incredible. It, it is absolutely true that without the first three minutes of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's just not that action-packed. It's pretty no. boring. There's no... I Now that I think about it, if I can like cut that part away, I don't think there's a single fight scene in the whole movie. No. Travis, which Guardian are you? God, that's, I would say I'm a Carrie. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid podcast. Griffin, what about you? I didn't get Travis's joke. It's a sex in the city. <laughs> That's what I love those two minute delay jokes. Yeah. Nice slow burn. Um mine's not gonna be as funny as Travis's, so should we just start with doing the advice? Yeah, let's just do the advice if you're not gonna be able to top it. The DM for my Pathfinder Whoa. Fuck yeah. What? No, come on. Uh, okay, help me. Let's get this. it wet. The DM. Dungeon Master. D 
district manager for mm-hmm. my Pathfinder. <laughs> it's a role playing game. Group. Just a group. Group. It's just like an assembly of people. Uh huh. More than me, more than one person. It's hitting on me very aggressively. In game, it's not. <laughs> regardless, it's it's unacceptable. I'm not interested for a few reasons. The least of which being. Her track record in dating, the worst, is that she was recently dating another member of our Pathfinder group. Oh, okay, so this is her. So she has a very limited scope. Yeah. Uh, how do I let her down and not get killed off in our next glorious adventure? That's from Dungeons and Dragons, and why is your hand on my thigh? Oh, this is the greatest question. And they attached, uh, just so you know, the question asker is a dude, DM is a woman. Okay. Um, clarifying no, Travis. Um, not that it matters. Uh, not that it matters, but they felt the need to include that information. Thank you. Oh, man. That's the thing, right? Because we could... Here's... When you introduce fantasy into the compound, then our regular advice no longer works. Because we could say... We could tell you, like, all the things to do. Like, be frank. Be up front. Be, be stern, but be gentle. Float like a butterfly. Break up like a bee. But at the same time, you can do that, and you can take all the right steps, all the necessary precautions... And then all of a sudden, maybe those goblins start rolling a few more critical hits on you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe to 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 jump that spike trap, maybe that requires a DC twenty instead oh, of a you, DC you fifteen. You had to roll a forty-six on that charisma check. Uh, ooh, seems like you only rolled a, a forty-four. So that is like not going could, to cut it. You could initiate um uh the this this flirtation this relationship, but I don't know where. It stopped. How do you know when what? it stopped and when it started? How do you know where the kayfabe ends? Yeah, and the relationship itself let me, has begun. Let me toss the fucking biggest monkey wrench into this into this machinery. Uh, if for some reason this leads to this person being forced out of the group or the 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 role playing group being dissolved entirely, that fucking sucks. Because it is super, super hard to find a good group God, no, to play role-playing true. games with. Well, oh, then I think right there you've got a great out. I think your out is you can say, listen, I think you're great, especially since she's already dated a member of, the, of your group. I don't want to I don't break up the band. Yeah, like, listen, I think this is great, but I just really like our time together as friends playing this game, and I don't want to complicate that. And I just really need to focus on Gringot the Warrior right now. Yeah. And I need to do what's best for him. Sure. I just need um, to stand in my truth scroll, my scroll of truth. My scroll of truth. I need to chase my bliss potion. Man, this is the worst situation, though. You are because when you're playing D and D, you're playing any role playing game. Your DM possesses a like fucking Fifty Shades of Grey level of control over you. Because you got to. It's like a trust exercise. It's improv. It's I'm going to pretend to be a dwarven rogue and I'm going to say some dumb shit and I'm going to trust that you're going to interpret that in these codified role-playing game rules. And then to add sex to it, man. I'm ready to give a piece of advice we have never given in the history of this show. Oh, Oh, jeez. You need to make yourself less attractive. Oh, man. You think so? Maybe leave a little mud in your jerkin? I'm saying, like, maybe don't be so careful about that Cheetos dust. You know what I mean? Well, you're ca- like, you're throwing a lot of shade right now, Travis. You're casting a, you're casting a, a lot of dispersions. Well, I think group. even better if this is the world's easy, most att- a lot of low hanging fruit. A lot of if punching. this is the world's most attractive Armani clad Pathfinder group, okay. then you have so much more room to fall. I'm just saying you're magic missling down right now. You need to magic missile up. 
Does that make sense? So do you think this person needs to become even more attractive? I'm saying that shouldn't be a factor. I, I say, okay, you got, I mean, ugh, it sucks. You got to handle it. Like, there's no other way to handle this situation. There's, there's exactly, well, there's two. You can pack your bags and move away. But as we've said, that's unacceptable. You'll never find another group. That's it. I packed my bags and moved away from Cincinnati. And I left all my fucking, I left my, my campaign behind. And I never found another one ever again. So, like, you're going to sacrifice that if you make that jump. Adventure grows on trees. It does does not. It does not. Well, adventure doesn't have anything to do with it. It's more like people who can be fucking cool while we all pretend to be wizards and shit. For a minute, can you be cool for a minute? Hello, Gav. No, 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 no. Did I take take the priestess by her waist and pull her onto my lap? No, 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 no. No, I, my favorite. I only played legitimately played D and D once, and it. My friend Jason was a dwarf, and he ran through a dance floor, cutting everyone's Achilles tendon, and got us thrown out. And that was the last time we ever played because he didn't do it right. <laughs> You're not doing it right. Did you call someone afterwards? Did you did you raise some sort of flag with some organization? <laughs> someone should keep an eye on Jason. Someone just keep an eye. Keep their Keep him in your prayers. I, I you got to be frank and just say, I, listen, I'm flattered, but like I, I really like this group, and I just like hanging out with you in this very limited scope. Please continue doing this. Like I'll pay you pizza money for DMing. That's like the standard trade off, I think. Um, well, but I don't want to go out with you, and I'm sorry. There's also another option. Please, without knowing how aggressively hitting on you aggressively means. You could start scaling back your responses, because right now you're probably playing along. Because well, you don't want to embarrass. No, that's what I'm saying. You scale it back gradually, until eventually, like you're not responding to the hitting the same way. So that way, like if she was asking you out, if she is, if she is saying like I want to go out with you, then yeah, you need to be frank and you need to be straightforward. If at this point it's just like kind of how flirting, can I be frank? I'm too busy being Cromlore, the barbarian. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be Cromlore and Frank now. And Roger, me, my real and name, me, Roger. and life. Oh boy. Good luck. How you end up with some mazes and monster shit? Yeah, you're gonna find yourself in the tomb of horrors. Of love. The Tomb of Horrors and also love at the same time. Horror love. Fuck, I want to play Dungeons. Can we please play Dungeons and Dragons us and yeah, record we'll, we'll it? Play. And soon. We'll play. Record it and do a podcast. There's a yeah. hunger for it. There's a need. The people, they need it. The people uh, fucking need to hear us play Dungeons Griffin, and Dragons. Griffin, give us the Yahoo. I'll do a Yahoo wow. for you. I like that. I know, I've never demanded. I thought I would just take control, DM this this podcast. Pretty forceful. Somebody better. Um... How about a Yahoo from Troy Hoffmockel? Thank you, Troy. It's by a suspended Yahoo Answers user who asks, could an octopus fire a handgun? Ooh. If an octopus could understand a handgun's function and this handgun could work underwater, would the octopus have sufficient strength and motor control in a tentacle to hold, aim, and fire? Assume a gun with a mass of around one and a half pounds Uh or... uh, seven tenths of a kilo and any sort of octopus you like bonus marks would it be strong enough to do so above water well i think that there is one factor of this question that i think is assuming and i don't like it what's that that 
the octopus has to understand how the gun works. I think it's a way more terrifying and much more pressing situation to say, like, I accidentally dropped my handgun into my octopus tank. Yeah. Do I need to evacuate the building? Yeah. No, I mean, but I think it would be way scarier if the octopus not only had motive, right? I think I see an octopus and I just naturally think, like, that's an animal that, like, wants to kill humans. Yes. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's... Maybe that's my own like Lovecraftian prejudice. No, against it's nature's tentacle. purest form yeah. of evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think a a octopus that has that that malice, that motive, but also the know how to fire upon me, and then like, okay, you have a gun. An octopus has a gun, and you're facing off high noon. Um, Holy We're, shit! Can you imagine, tar- like, hearing a whistle or like a click and turning around and there's and just seeing an gun. octopus just like standing full yeah. height with like two tentacles out holding a gun or six guns in six, six tentacles? Okay, but I actually let- would not be intimidated by an octopus holding one to two guns because yeah. my assumption is going to be, well, he doesn't even know how to get more guns. Right. Uh-huh. If he had six arms, he would have six guns. He would. I, do would. I mean, the fucking the fucking gun control in this country is such a goddamn joke that an octopus probably could buy six guns without a <laughs> blurble, waiting blurble, blurble, blurble. Just please, uh, it's going to be a three day uh, wait. Blur, blur, blur. I don't blurble, know if blurble. we can. Like All right, come on, out back. In, in Octodad's dark sequel, that'll be <laughs> the opening scene. Um, Octodad's revenge. But you're facing off against this this motherfucker, this slimy cephalopod motherfucker where do you shoot that thing in the beak you can't see his beak his beak is not exposed it will be exposed after he kills you and engulfs you but until then the beak is his his weak point is not exposed well i will say this i don't know much about encephalopods but i'm almost certain their entire body is their weak point they're pretty jelly filled they're jelly filled travis but if you shoot it in the jelly is that going to stop it no i'm saying you can easily penetrate it's it's rind but uh-huh. is that going to do any fucking damage you're not going to be able to shoot those tentacles he, off he probably try to run a scam on you you uh-huh. hit it in the ink sack uh-huh. He starts squirting everywhere, and he's like, "Oh, you got me! Look at there's black blood everywhere. Blurble. I'm dying. Come and over here and check dead. out my come check out my blood. Ratata! And you're dead. <laughs> you shot the ink sack. My blood is red, red as blood of humans. The I love to drink is my sole source of sustenance. I think that we are confusing octopuses and and squids. What can Octopus- I care less? Like fair enough. They're basically the same thing, and oh, I don't shit. want to hear from any marine biologists out there. But they're basically the same animal, right? Many legs, weird bodies. They swim in the water. I'm saying eyes. Uh, what what is also mustaches? Scary? The same thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what is scary? Never pick up the check. Eight arms can't pick up a check. That's All right. cool. Suckers I'll get lunch this covered time in again. S- covered in suckers. Covered in in sticky appendages. Cannot pick up that check though. Hmm. Yeah. All right. If you say so. They are tender lovers, though. They are. Oof, fuck. No, they're not. They're but don't know, but you can't spurn them, or they will shoot you six times at once. That yeah. song, I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight, is about mm-hmm. somebody who had sex with an octopus and literally was killed by their arms because they love to kill humans more than anything. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, octopuses are the anti-horse. Oh, is, are we making is. a fucking statement right now? Octopus if that's the truth, if that's the, the truth, anti-horse. then based on that syllogism, we have to never. They are. They are. They are to be the forbidden animal. They are to be. They are to be a cursed animal of which we can never speak again after this segment. Are manatees the horse of the ocean? 
No, stop it. Seahorse. They're a cow. I think seahorses would probably be the the more seahorses. That's got sea and then horse. Yeah. And they also reproduce. They also they also reproduce asexually like horses. So fair enough. (laughs) And great wishes if you catch them. Exactly. My high school was a small private college prep and pretty close knit, about 100 people per class. We have a big alumni program. My first five year class reunion is coming up. Of course, I want to show off my success in the business world, but I don't want to look like a total prick. All right. The high school is very strict with uniforms and dress codes, so should my attire be more professional? I need your help, brothers. It's from Jaded in Jacksonville. I do not understand. Is it, are you asking us for fucking fashion advice? That's I not- think you have two options okay. in this scenario. Full on, like, black tie or, like, white suit, you know, Monte Carlo kind of shit. Or just, like, uh, shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, if only there was something in between. If only there were clothes in between those two No, you gotta crazy go one extremes. way or the other. Because you either gotta go, I'm doing super great. Or I don't care what you think of me. See, it's such a gambit. Because if I find out that a super, super rich person is wearing cargo shorts, that makes me angrier than fuck all. That's the worst. Because yeah. it's like you you are you can afford to dress better. No, you want to be like me, but you're not like me because you have so much more money than me. I'm wearing well, cargo shorts right now. What happens when you find out? What happens when you find out that a really poor person is wearing a tuxedo? That makes me angry too, man. That that is bad too. I think all of our rich people should have to wear finery. Yeah, at, like all the time. It should have to be festive. doublets. Yeah. Then we'll better know who to mug. Yeah. Yeah. That'll make the mugging easier. Can I, I tell you how many I, times I mug a dude in a tuxedo and he's like, no, I just found this in a dumpster. And I'm like, ah, fuck. He does that sad little pocket out turn and the flies fly out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost I may, it all in the stalks. <laughs> <laughs> if I may make a humble suggestion, uh, by my math, assuming you went to college, you don't mention that, but by my math, you were one year out of college. Mm-hmm. I'm 33 years old. And allow me to advise you. Maybe hold off on like the braggadocious nature of your plan right now, because maybe some things might change. Like, I would not get too cocky about thinking you have it all figured out on your first year out of college. I'm I'm glad you have had some success there, but maybe you don't want to be the guy at the tenth annual reunion who's like, I have nothing. I lost it. All. I, I lost it all. I would also like to deserved it. You came festooned. I would like year. to address the organizers of this reunion as well. I'm sure they're a f- listening. A, f- a five-year reunion? That's fine. What do you... Hey, how's your life? Pretty much the fucking Pretty same. Pretty much exactly the same. Pretty much the same plus five. I'm, so, I mean, I went to college, but I literally just finished that. What did you do? So, I went to college. And you? I did go to college, though. I grew this mustache, but I'm probably going to shave it tomorrow because I don't really like it all that much. I've only had it for two weeks. What did you do in college? I drank bad beer, and I had sex and was bad at it. Cool. (laughs) What did you do? I had bad beer, and I did bad sex, too. Also, me. I did that. We were roommates. Remember? Remember? We had sex with each other. We had sex with each other, and then we drank drank Coors Light. Because we didn't know any better. We didn't know what we were doing. We're children. We're childs. But it's been nice catching up. I'll see you later. I I don't know what I'm going to do. My 10-year reunion's coming up. Uh, They're trying, impotently, I would say, to plan it on Facebook. There's, like, one person, and maybe this is universal, who is, like, is coming up, guys. Let's meet at this fucking Mm. roller skating rink and just, like, hammer this shit out. 
it's but like all of us went to the same school because we grew up in a college town. So what? It's it's more like a it's more like a six year reunion for when we all graduated from the same college that we went to after high school. Right. I don't. I would, I, I think fifteen is the earliest reunion anyone should go to. Or deathbed reunion. Oh yeah. Seventy. Oh, oh you got to hit that point where your reunion coincides with someone else's. So like the the class of sixty three and the class of two thousand thirteen. Exactly. I don't want to know what the fuck my shithead peers have been up to for the past five years. I want to know what to expect using the the education I've received from this institution, how that's going to carry me through the next 60 or so. Probably a lot of fear of communism. Probably a lot of commie stuff. Whenever I get mad or angry, my nose runs. I start sniffling, and snots want to run all over my face. For those who know me, it's a dead giveaway, especially the missus. It sucks when I'm arguing because my wife and friends know the moment I get pissed by my snorting. Even when I try to blow off the offense, I still snort. So even though I try to let things drop, the boogie stream lets everyone know. Can I'm we mad. not? <laughs> what kind of husband boogie can stream. I be to my wife if I can't hide my emotions from her? Uh, if you are at a loss, maybe Sydney could help. Well, all right. I don't think. <laughs> Thanks this, for that vote of confidence, dude. I don't think we need to bring Sydney. This seems sort no, of. This seems like way below her pay grade. Yeah, I um. Why are you getting angry? Why are you getting snotty is the bigger question, Justin. Is people there an get eye angry. Patch? Is there an eye patch you could wear on your nose? Yeah, I saw it on Shark Tank. I would it's, invest it's in that. It's supposed to filter out all the bad stuff, but I bet it could work as some sort of nasal dam keeping the mucus at bay. I mean, you're going to dry drown. Well, that's I mean, dry, dry drowning is a major risk factor there. What? The, uh. This is the weirdest superpower yeah, I've ever like heard. Yeah, you're like the shitty Hulk. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry if we're recording a podcast together because you are going to have to edit out a lot of snorts and a lot of snorfuls. Can I borrow your handkerchief? Please? Can I please borrow your hanky? Please say yes or else it's just going to get worse. I don't what, know. what happens when this guy has a fucking sinus infection and everyone's like, fuck, Scott. Damn, Scott. <laughs> Pump the fucking brakes, dog. Calm down a little bit, Scott. Oh, I think we're out of Greek yogurt. <laughs> Oh, fuck, dog, chill out. <laughs> it's yogurt. No, it's just, I have, I have a, an infection thing. It's not, I'm not mad. Can you play? Sure. Okay, then you can play it off, right? If you get angry and you... And people are like, you know, oh, I, here it comes. You know, Scott, I heard the wage gap is starting to close between men and women. <laughs> wow, wow, Scott. all right, fucking cool, okay. I guess. Jeez. Here's your fedora. Blow your nose into that, you fucking creep. Get out. <laughs> Can you believe it? Our first black president. Scott! Scott, come on! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> wow! You think you know somebody? Jeez! <laughs> Scott? Scott, I wanted to tell you, I'm pregnant. What? Uh, uh, you uh, said you wanted it. Um, Scott, shit. This sucks, man. This is like, can this person even play poker? Like, uh, it, it is, uh, it is, it's like a, a I life I like we tell. need to start doing like a Sarah McLaughlin style, like, commercial for pennies a day. Yeah. You could help Scott and his weird runny mad nose. Scott can't enjoy a moment's peace when playing poker or fighting with his wife 
because of his boogie streams. I'm wondering why this only manifests with anger. Do you think there are other emotions? That seems, that seems, I mean, it's weird all over. When he gets happy, he gets a lot of earwax. Oh, God. Um, if he gets a little upset, just a little belly button lint. He's asking what kind of husband he can be if he can't hide his emojis, though. A and very honest one. I, yeah, I think that's sort of the way to go. Why would you want to hide your emojis anyway? You gotta let those things out, or they'll back you up. This is great, because you can say stuff like, listen, I want you to know that I sniffed, not because I was mad at you, but because I was mad at the situation. Mm-hmm. And you can be very open and honest with your wife, and take it as an opportunity to let her know what's really happening inside your head, along with the snot that's bubbling. Yeah, I think people there. are going to know what's up in that head. Let's go to the money zone. Are you mad that you don't have money? I'm mad about not having money. I'm wondering if we should have told that dude to go to the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, Ret- hey, retcon, go to the doctor, Scott, immediately. Man, I hope Scott is, uh, I hope Scott is not the sort of, that skips the ads. Because he will miss that life-saving message. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He will drown in his snot. Well, you know what? That'll fucking teach him. Yeah, I'm going to say something that's going to surprise you. What's that? You should be snacking more. I feel like... I mean, I'm glad to hear that. It, I, it is, I suppose, a bit surprising. But did it I, fucking surprise you? I suppose it did, yeah. Ah. So here's the thing. Like I've been running into this because I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm moving out to the, to the California. I want to get my beach body ready. Oh, Jesus. And I'm trying to lose a couple of LBs, about 10 or 12 LBs. You know what I mean? You've got a and beach so, You've got a beach ball body now. Oh, uh, Griffin. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time anyone sniffs now. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the wife and I, were, we're, fo- we're eating the, the healthy snacks. And how are we doing that? Well, it's a great question. We're doing it through naturebox.com. Naturebox.com has tons and tons of options of delicious and healthy snacks. They're not just good, they're good for you. Um, they're natural. What are y'all working with now? I had some uh, cinnamon sugar, like uh, corn kernels. I had a little uh, vanilla macaroon uh, granola for breakfast. You can, stuff. you can eat snacks for breakfast? That's correct, Griffin. What a wonderful world we live in. I, they also had this, uh, the, the Big Island Pineapple. Where you Ooh. get like kind of a like a dried pine, dehydrated pineapple, so good, and that's what I was jamming on breakfast for a while. That and the peanut butter nom noms, which I don't actually think those are breakfast, but I'm still a child, so I was eating something called peanut butter nom noms for breakfast. I love that dried fruit thing. That's some quick energy. I mean, yeah, that. dude. And they also have savory snacks. They w- there was some brisketta pe- pretzel. Oh, pubs. perfect, perfect job. Brisketta. Oh man, I feel like I'm one more of those. I feel like I'm basking under the Tuscan sun. It's like an Italian vacation in a mouth. (laughs) They got baked sweet potato fries. They got all kinds of so if you like savory potato fries, if you like sweet, savory, if you like spicy, they've got it all. So go check it out. Maybe a spicy meatball. A spicy meatball. (laughs) No, sorry, I had a stroke. And if you go to naturebox.com right now. Uh, you're going to get 50% off your first month's box if you go to naturebox.com slash my brother, all one word, 50% off your first month's box. That's, That's a steal. Such honestly. a good deal. It's a robbery. You're robbing them. 
Maybe you cannot it, steal all of our advertisers' money. Thank you. Yeah. Do we, yourself a favor. Go check it out. Naturebox.com slash my brother. Just look at all the options. Your mouth will be watering. I promise you, mm. you'll totally dig it. We see so many people on Twitter that say, like, I finally tried it, and it's awesome. And, I loved it. And my mouth is watering. My mouth currently full of water. I'm dry drowning. I don't need to know about your flu. It's Travis. Uh, uh, if you want to have a job tomorrow... <laughs> Shit. You need to know how to code Big promises. Big promise. No, I'm this promise works both ways. It's carrot and stick here. Okay. If you want if you don't have a job, you want a job tomorrow, you gotta learn to code. If you have a job and you want to still have a job tomorrow, you gotta learn how to code. How can I do that so fast you're asking me, Justin? If you want a job but a different job and you also want a second job. If you want nine jobs. You gotta learn how to code. How how do you how do you do that? Well, you're gonna get on the one month HTML bus. One month HTML is the easiest way to learn to code and build websites. I've been doing this and here's how it works. You log on to the site. Every day there are two or three lessons that you do that are accompanied by a video. So basically you watch a video in one screen and in your second screen you code a website. Even if you've never done that before, it is going to tell you literally step by step exactly where to go and what to do like moment to moment step by step here's everything you need and you're going to start building a website from day one after the first lesson you will have or or the first day you will have a uh admittedly you know pretty simple but a website that you built uh i built my website justinmacroy.net uh through one month html don't go to justin don't go to justinmacroy.com it is Terrifying. No, that guy stinks. Um, no, he's all right. I guess he's Canadian. He's Canadian, Justin McElroy. Justin, uh, did you get the email I sent you from Kyle? No. Kyle yes. uh, cleaned up your the background for your website so you can have a nice, clean picture of you gesturing towards what I assume are the West Virginia Hills. Okay, I will switch that out. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. Uh, and and here's the, the, the best part about it. They've got other classes. This isn't the best part about it, but another part about it, the thing a separate got, part. <laughs> you'll, uh, they got a, a, a one-month Rails class, too, if you want to learn Ruby on Rails. Um, it's super easy. It's actually really fun. I kind of look forward to the lessons every day. I told them when I started that the biggest problem I have is uh, stopping every day because I think it's uh, the lessons are really fun. So you can enroll at onemonth.com slash mybrother, and you'll actually get 25% off. 30 minutes a day for 30 days and you could have this new skill and right now you can get it for 25% off. So go to one month.com slash my brother. That's one month.com slash my brother and get 25% off. I'm going to dip in that Ruby. I think Let's see what that's all about. I pretty much mastered all of the other languages. So, um, I got two real quick messages. Uh, here, here's the first one. Uh, you, there's a podcast about books, which a, a great idea, I guess. I'm not sure there's a lot of crossover there between people who like read books and prefer to like listen to dummies make crack wise about Guardians of the Galaxy. But there you have it. It's called Tome Foolery, uh, and you can check it out on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on their website, tomefoolery.com. Sp- spelled how it sounds: tome, like a book, and foolery, like you're saying tomfoolery. But there's an e in there. To make it a pun. 
Uh, you start back at the beginning. You lost me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Uh, they've also got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash tomefoolery, also on Twitter, at tomefoolery. Uh, basically, twice a month, uh, Cody Melcher and Stephanie Haas, who are, are Chicago-based comedians, uh, talk about a book with a funny friend of theirs. They've had uh, people on the show like uh, Tim Kazarinski from Saturday Night Live, uh, Dan Telfer, I guess we can say friend of the show, Friend of the show. Friend of the show. I mean, he introduced us at our first live show. I'll never forget. He may him not for remember that. us. He probably remember doesn't him. remember us because he was there when we were the most scared we've ever been uh, for anything in our lives. Also got uh, Barbara Gray from Lady to Lady, a Maximum Fun uh, Network joint. Uh, lots of other people. Brandy Posey, Danny Pewdie from from Community. Uh, they've done lots of books from from Twilight to crazy conspiracy books and all kinds of stuff. So uh, that's Tone Foolery. It's a book club. But with comedians and weird books, it sounds like. And we have another uh, podcast that's supporting the show this week that you guys should go check out. It's The Bunker, and it's on iTunes, or you can go to thebunkerpodcast.com. The Bunker Podcast, it, it, so it's a scripted comedy series about a breakfast radio Like show. our show. Yes. Fully scripted. Completely scripted, point A to point B. And it's a breakfast radio show that takes place in a post-apocalyptic future. There's also nice music, stories, and interviews with storytellers, so go check it out. Uh, thebunkerpodcast.com. I mean, if, if a post-apocalyptic breakfast radio show doesn't sound funny to you, then get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here, kid. Whoa. Hey, feeling lonely? My name's Jesse Thorne. My name's Jordan Morris. Do you want to listen to a program where two good friends get intimate with amazing guests like Maria Bamford, Rob Corddry, and other comedy superstars? Jordan Jesse Go is here for you. Every week we'll spill our guts for you and then make some jokes. Jordan Jesse Go, free at MaximumFun.org. I got a Yahoo from uh, level 5051. Wow, I guess I downgraded him a little bit. <laughs> what did he do? He's playing a different game. He he's leveled up from one to fifty-one this quickly in a totally different game. Anyway, it's Drew Davenport, everybody. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Uncle Danny Smells. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Danny Smells asks, "How do I eat a Mister Whippy in public without looking like a nutcase?" Hold on. How do I eat a Mister Whippy? Mr. Whippy. Can you guys say that for me? Mr. Whippy. No, Mr. Whippy. You don't have to do fun voices. You can just say... I wasn't. Oh, wow. That's just how that word comes out then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, how do I eat a Mr. What Whippy? What is a Mr. Whippy? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's okay, a... Uh, I've committed to a bit. Yeah. Mr. Whippy is a soft serve ice creamed... Ice creamed cone. Isn't that the ice cream man in Pete and Pete... Mr. Whippy? Possibly. No, um, Mr. Tasty. Mr. Tasty. That was right. Thank you. Uh, Mr. I'm uh, assuming Mr. there's an homage, though. <laughs> I'm assuming it's an homage. I believe Mr. Whippy is uh, an Australian thing. Let me okay. Just do a quick Google. Yeah, Australia and New Zealand. There's a Mr. Whippy. But, I mean, the, the idea is, I think, pretty universal. We're talking about an ice cream cone. We're talking about that, like, weird styrofoam platform cone. That's not especially delicious. A sugar cone, if you will. I don't know, not even a sugar cone. What do you fucking call that thing? It's like uh, insulation. It's like, uh, it's like a, a structured cone that has like a cone inside of another cone and there's like joints and shit connecting it. It's got to have a proper name, right? Yeah. I think it's just a standard Mr. Whippy cone. 
Uh, and then okay. you got the swirl going up of soft serve, and then you just party on that. How'd I guess my real question is, and I mean this sincerely, Yeah, I've never seen anyone eat one of those and look like a crazy person. Well, you've never worked at the country's best yogurt, have you? <laughs> Do you is see a lot a of cool issue? styles? I'm saying as a, a former the country's best yogurt employee of the month, several months running, um, I earned that honorific by not fucking laughing at people who ate Mr. Whippies in front of me. And it was hard, Travis, it was hard. What were they doing wrong? They were doing everything wrong. <laughs> it's a, how, how, let's role play. Let's D&D this out. I'll be your DM. I hand you a Mr. Whippy. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you do now? Roll for initiative. How do you, atta- how do you attack that motherfucker? Well, first things first, I'm gonna take care of that, that little flipped over part on the top and just bite that off. You gotta bite that right off, okay. How did you roll, just hold on? Do you see if he roll to see if he has sensitive tooth pain? Do you do you just sort of position your giant head over this thing like the mothership in Independence Day, and then sort of lower <laughs> your gob down no. onto, and then you sort of encompass it directly like that? I'm gonna be honest. I'd probably panic and try to bring it from the top to my mouth. Oh, so oh, end up losing it. Yeah, you lost it. You lost the game. Can I try? Can yeah, I try? Justin, I hand you a okay. Mr. Whippy cone. Roll for initiative. <laughs> That's my dice roll noise. Okay. Uh, I extend my tongue, just so. Like that. I extend Wait, my tongue. Slow I, down. Slow down. Okay, I extend my tongue, just so. And then I place the Mr. Whippy against my tongue. And then I make this noise. Is it gone yet? It's still Can there. roll to see if it's still there? <laughs> and it's gone you did it yay never again do that crunch, munch, crunch, okay munch. so you're your strat for for down in this month this bad boy yeah. is to just do it as fast as possible and hope as loudly and graphically as possible sure. as unpleasantly as human sonic the most sonically unpleasant consumption strategy i could devise every mr whippy truck has a picture of justin that says do not serve <laughs> do this not man. serve this man <laughs> very upsetting for local kids um I mean, I guess it's like a blowjob thing. Like, you don't want to, like... Whoa! No, I'm just saying, I think that's what this person's worried about. Like, how can I eat this Mr. Whippy? Because if you go top-down, then, yeah, I guess there will be some sort of visual similarity. If you go at it from the side, you're going to look like some sort of crazy rancor. <laughs> has anyone... But I, uh, other than Griffin working at the country's best yogurt, has anyone <laughs> ever, like, seen someone buying a, a cone of ice cream and thought, well, let's see how he does? <laughs> Good luck. And do, and do you know what's personally Come on hot shot? Show me what you got. Do you know what's oh. personally offensive to me as a as the the fucking superstar of the of West Virginia's best the country's best yogurt? Nobody fucking ever asked me how to do it. Nobody you're there with a fucking pro. If you're balling with Michael Jordan, you don't just do it in front of him and don't ask him to put on a clinic. Now, right. here's the thing, though, but I imagine that even worse than looking like a nutcase is worrying about looking like a dude who can't figure out an ice cream cone. How Excuse me, would sir. that have been if someone brought you a cone just like, listen, <laughs> I, I can't get from A to B on this bad boy. Listen, I tried to come at it from every it angle. It has nothing to do with doing it. Anybody can eat a fucking ice creamed cone, <laughs> yeah. and anybody, anybody can play basketball in front of Michael Jordan. 
Are you Do you doing ever it? See perfect? somebody like scrolling their phone for eHow articles about how <laughs> the, the ice cream melting in one hand. They're just flipping through pages on on their uh, their phone on the other, trying to find that one eHow article that's going to let them yeah. get inside the head of this burly beast. Let me tell you about. It. Let me tell you about it. There's there's it, there's it's a multi stage fight they are having with this cone, and and the first two steps. Are, it's a waiting game at first because you really want the bottom to get soggy. I know that seems mm-hmm. counterintuitive, but hear me out. The first stage is all about maintenance and it's about discretion. You want to try and keep your mouth behind the ice creamed portion of the cone. You want to keep that, that ice creamed portion between your mouth and any waiting, hungry eyes that want to see what you're doing because they're fucking everywhere. What would you think about a strategy where you put the whole cone in your mouth just for safekeeping and held there, but you kept your mouth kind of spread open and <laughs> like inside so that you're not actually touching the ice cream? Like an incubator. Mouth? No, that's yes. that sounds great. It's not going to work in practice. Okay, you got to maintain just maintain that maintain that top discreetly. Okay, you want to keep okay. dribbles from dripping off you. Uh, a napkin is helpful in this regard if you want to keep it around the styrofoam base. Terrific if that's your prerogative. I got to, I reached a, a level of skill. Where I the, the napkin was no longer required. Um, no napkins required. No napkins required. It was kind of it was actually kind of embarrassing to have it there. So you maintain it right until you reach that point of peak sogginess at the bottom, and at that point you've whittled down the ice creamed portion of the cone, and then you're gonna love this. You guys are gonna fucking love this. Okay. You pick up the cone, hold it above your head like an ice creamed beer bomb. <laughs> and you bite the bottom directly off of it, all of a sudden, you're playing an upwards trumpet to the heavens, and that ice cream is just gonna fucking power blast down your throat, and you're gonna love it. And then what do you got there? You have the perfect, the styrofoam has soaked up the cream in such a pleasing manner, you can just fold that little gushy baby up and just go to town. You have three distinct levels of strategy and three like unique textures, three unique flavor experiences. It is the only way to down a Mr. Whippy. I like the I like it when they put the cone on top and then decorate it with Ice King to make it look like a clown. Get the fuck out of here. I have a different strategy. You can use the Justin McElroy. Step one, suck it like it's a dick. Step two, <laughs> play air guitar. Step three, high five every kid in the store. <laughs> that also Another works, option. yeah. What, what I like to do is I, I take one bite and I say, too hot, and I throw it on the ground. It's <laughs> great. It's a rest. Brothers, if you have a drink with you, but you need to go to the restroom and have no one to watch your drink for you, what do you do with the drink? If it's not in a resealable bottle, bringing the drink with you seems gross. And if there's a lot left, then chugging it seems like a waste. That's from perplexed and peeing. It says pissing. You can say it. I know, I just, I, w- I thought it would be better to not. And from perplexed and making water. Um, it's a tricky situation, because I'm telling you, if you got a big, tall, steamy glass of apple juice, and you bring that in and out, that's the, tr- that's the situation. If you've got Coca-Cola, less of a situation. You know, especially, like, if you're at a bar, like, there's two, okay, so on the less extreme side, you worry about, like, the the bar back coming over and, like, clearing your glasses and taking your glass, and then, two, there's always that risk that someone's gonna put some fucking shit in your drink because people are awful. Kiss people are the worst. So, I, I, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I've never thought about it before this moment, I always just take my drink in with me, mm-hmm. but now I'm thinking about, like, the air being full of, you know, of, of, of the- pee 
that, yeah, that pee the air. pee air that the fucking bathroom door magically and her medic the bathroom airlock magically keeps those pee particles from I'm not saying that's going to stop me from doing it. I'm saying I recognize where perplex is coming from in this that like oh suddenly if you're going like oh taking your bath and drinking the bathroom seems gross. Yeah, no. But, but I don't see how it's any actually grosser than all of the horrible people that are out in the bar. I mean, we've talked about the many many fallacies surrounding bathroom like um contamination, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we've pretty much like I have talked about how I can pee without ever touching it, it being my penis. And you should not, as a result, have to wash your hands. I shouldn't need to. My, the front of my jeans aren't dirty, Dad. The front <laughs> of my jeans... a special t-shirt that says that, so you don't have to go explaining it every time you use the restroom. I don't hands touch... Hands-free. Hands-free, no winger touch, no scope, 360 pee shot. Front of my jeans aren't dirty, so I didn't wash my hands, Dad. And then on the back... You got a problem with that? And it'll be a picture of me shrugging my arms in a like threatening manner. <laughs> That's on pre-sale now. It's on pre-sale now. You can't the maximum fun store. No slugs. It says Daddy's Best Boy. Daddy's Best Boy. No look, no scope pee shot. You got a problem with that? <laughs> and I on the other sleeve, it says in, mem- in loving memory of Big Daryl. Oh, shit. Gone but not forgotten. Never forget. Brother forever. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Angels only leave paths on your heart from the tracks and your tears and the stain of the angels. <laughs> it's I a big shirt. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Big Daryl. It's not a huge puffy sleeve to, to accommodate all of the Thank text. you for teaching me your no-scope P-ways. <laughs> you, you were the best. You were the best stranger. Um, I... <laughs> I Nobody's just take- gonna step to you. No one's gonna step to you with that shirt. Just get in their face. One v one me. If you don't believe it. If you 1v1 don't believe me, my, I'll, I'll my be, fucking piece be right next to you. Get that black light. Yeah. <laughs> Let's scope the front of my jeans. <laughs> Nothing there. Um. Yeah, just take your fucking drink in. Y'all want a Yahoo? Yep. This Yahoo was. This Yahoo was sent in by Cameron. Ogier or Ogier or Ogier. Ogier. Okay, sure. Uh, thank you, Cameron. It's by Yahoo Answers user Ajiao. A lot of, uh, come on. Um, who asks, How can I become an aristocrat? I'm spellbound by the culture, history, and essence of the British aristocracy, uh-huh. particularly by the English aristocrats of deepest Yorkshire. With their magnificent rolling estates and majestic country houses, towering stallions and grand dinner parties. I want to be an aristocrat. I've spent some time visiting country houses, cathedrals, abbeys, and historical monuments rooted in the heritage and culture of the old England. And I think that in order for me to fully absorb the essence of British heritage, I must become an aristocrat. I want my own beautiful estate, my own gorgeous old country house with luxurious drawing rooms and paintings of kings, queens, nobles, and personalities of the British chivalry. I want to be a part of this world. If there is one thing I know, it is that you dress for the job you want. Sure. So I think you need to go full-on fox hunt outfit 24-7. Welcome to Dinny's, sire. 
So in conclusion, Mr. Bank Officer, that is why I need one million pounds. That's not going to do it, I don't think. I, unless you do like a, a time travel-ish, like, I don't think I don't think the I million think pounds mil is going to do it. Well, I also don't know what conversion rates are. I think that's like six billion dollars. Listen, we, we all watched Downton Abbey, and we pretend to know how the fuck any of that shit works. Right. Why do they have all that stuff? We picked, I never see them paying rent. They never mortgage. pay rent or mortgage, and they just get money. We have to manage the lands. Cool. I mow my fucking lawn <laughs> every other weekend. I don't get paid billions of pounds, sir. The gameskeeper watches over the herd of deer that lives on the ground. Do those deer shit have- gold? What's, I got squirrels. Yeah. They, yeah. You will never hear them like, listen, we have to get on our paper chase. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get, 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 get that paper. Get that, get on the grind, everyone. We have to get that paper. I think it's just like, <laughs> turn the light off. Were you born in a barn? Every light in the manor is on. Turn down for what? <laughs> I, th- <laughs> now hold Interesting. on. <laughs> I do remember when the Duchess had turned down for what? So, um, <clears throat> is it just like a situation where somebody, maybe they invented the quill or some shit, mm-hmm. and they just made like a trill, a trill from that quill, and then they just sort of coast on that? Is like, it possible that no one, castles are too sweet and no one can own them? So you just roam the English countryside looking for one that's full of skeletons? And you think, well, okay, this is mine now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This my is my f- castle. You have I, to f- I'd be willing to bet that if you asked any aristocrat, or just old, old blood aristocrat, how did your family become aristocrats, their response would be, well, we've just always been. I don't remember. Do you think maybe it was like ordained by God? Like God created the heavens and earth. He made the light and the dark. He made the oceans and the land. And then he made some people like really super rich forever. Yeah. You, hey, good, good, good news, the Williamses. Your, your cup. <laughs> Y'all are fucking set. You prayed the right way. Everyone not you. Pray more like them. Not you, the Billiamses. You heard me wrong. Billiamses. You missed it by one letter. The Billiam- family, Their family's last name will be forgotten. Throughout the ages. <laughs> the Williams, you are my least favorite family. You get nothing. But when you enter into my house, my, you will you will get a room, I guess. You'll get a you'll do okay. The meek shall inherit the earth. Except for the Williamses who get everything. Um I don't know, man. It seems like a pretty cool fucking scene though. I mean, except for all the indentured servitude. Other than that, pretty cool scene. The weird thing about the, the Downton Abbey, uh, the life that is presented there in the aristocracy is like for people that don't have to do anything, they do a lot of things. Like they yeah. are very busy inventing purpose. They, like, yeah, and they also seem to have one, a lot of stakes. They, they were, have really high stakes. Yeah, yeah, like super high stakes for somebody who never has to worry about anything. Why isn't there one, like realistically, why isn't there one member of the Downton Abbey, like, sect that's like smoke weed every day <laughs> that's, me, that's my jam that's where i'm at i mean this totally chill dog found a cool tree we're going to smoke weed and sleep under it for the next two weeks because fuck it i made this hand sculpted bong i was going to sell them but then i was like fuck it <laughs> 
I would like to see an episode of Downton Abbey where the entirety of the episode is an hour long and it's one of them just wandering through the house trying to find another family member to hang out with because they're super fucking bored. Yeah. Anyone want like, to chill? Steven? <laughs> is there anyone in here? No? Servants? Just want got, something to do. Got the new Mastodon EP. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> we'll make a pizza? Anyone want to make pizza? <laughs> Homemade pizza? <laughs> I got some sweet shrooms. Yes, both kinds smoke weed every day. <laughs> Anybody? Got Jenga? I invented, I invented Jenga. Anybody? I'm Laura Linney. You're watching Masterpiece Theater. Last week, we watched as Bernie found the dankest herb and enjoyed it with his good, good dog. They chilled under a tree and slept for six hours, then made pizzas. What will happen this week? <laughs> On turn down... F- ah, fuck, I blew it. Will Ronson's brother return from the war? And will Bernie find another dope stash of high-quality ganj? <laughs> Travis, stick it again. You can land it this time. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. Next, on turn downton for what theater? <laughs> Damn it. Ah, Fuck. Uh, so this has been my brother, my brother, me. It's a vice show uh, that we do every week with each other, our, and you can listen to it if you want. And um, it's just it's it's just a show to help yeah, you out. What more do you want from us? Thank you, you for listen people to it. tweeting about the show. Uh, our our boy Nick Roberts recommended it to Morgan Kitten. Hopefully, Morgan Kitten is listening. Thank you to Alice D, David Lally, Dylan Soshi, Cthulhu Twenty Nine, Kevin Rushing. Jennifer Hernandez, Ray, the Ash King, uh, Tom in Osterberg, so many others. Thank you. You're the uh, the best for tweeting about our show. Um, so thanks. And we want to say thanks again to our friends at Naturebox, who have been supporters of us forever, it seems. Go check it out. You can order great tasting, healthy snacks in all different forms and functions. Get in shape for summer and get that beach body stuff. Well, I think the function is going to be the same. Well, yeah, okay. All forms and the same function that you eat them and then digest them. <laughs> you like it. And if you go to naturebox.com slash my brother, you get 50% off your first order. Go check it out. It's totally worth it. You're welcome. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, I don't know what to say, guys. What I haven't said already, it's a fucking action-packed way to start the show off. But there's a lot of slow jams on there, too. A lot of slower cuts. A lot of more um, pensive tunes. Check, check, I, check out the record. I also want to thank everybody who uh, has been sharing the YouTube videos we've been posting and telling everybody about it. You guys have been really, really awesome. Thank you so much. If you haven't gone to check it out, uh, it's it's YouTube. Uh, it's MBMBAM. We put up some animated videos. We're putting up old episodes. There's live uh, live show videos. Go check it out. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Yep. Uh, that's gonna do it for us, I guess. Uh, this week, listen to the other Max. Final question. Listen to the other uh, shows of the Max Fun Network oh, too. Of uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go, Josh, John Hodgman, Throwing Shade, uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Lady to Lady, The Goose Down, uh, Saw Bones. Woo! Are y'all still putting eps out, or are you on? Are you on hiatus? No, no, no. We're we're, we're in it. We're All in right. It. Um, they make that show for you, and it's really good. So so go listen to it. Uh, and yeah, final, final question time, I guess. This one was, this one was sent in by, uh, by Ira Ray. 
Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know? Thank you very much, Ira Ray. It's by Yahoo Answers user SnowBunnyLove420, mm-hmm. who asks, Did Kenny Rogers change his name to Kenny Loggins? <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, Ross. Hey, Carrie. Hey, it's me, your co-host. Oh, yeah. We have a show, don't we? We have a show. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. It's about undercover investigations of fringe groups. Yeah, like the Tony Alamo Ministries cult. Yep. That's led by a pedophile. He's in jail. He's in jail. Also, we became Mormons. We became Raelians, which is a UFO group. That's right. We We joined the Ordo Templi Orientis. Yes. The 9-11 Truthers. We got cupped. We got acupunctured. We got Reiki. We've pretty much anything that you've heard of and like, that that doesn't sound quite right. We've done that. So you don't have to do it. So if you want to hear about this, and you should, then go to MaximumFun.org.